Hype Geek Podcast. What the frick is up, man? We in this. We out here. We talking about how gaming influences culture. culture. That's go. what the Hype Geek Podcast is about. My name is Rustin So today, and I'm joined here by my co-host, Kalu. I am also sick. Very, very sick. Glad yeah, I'm not sitting at a distance from him. So that, that's why I apologize for not having an episode last week. That was fully on me. Uh, we kept pushing it back, trying to post it pretty late, but... Uh, I had the flu, and with the flu, you're literally just out for the entire week. I was just in bed, completely bedridden, and it sucked ass. Yeah, he sucked a lot. He was texting me like, bro, I don't think I've ever been this sick in my entire life. And I was like, damn, it's pretty gnarly. Yeah, if you're coughing throughout this podcast, and I apologize in advance. Uh, It's still a little lingering, but I I do have enough energy now to to go over some topics and go over what, what happened this weekend and... Uh, what we're excited about so yeah yeah but before we go into the topics uh you know this hype geek podcast is a podcast we're relatively small but growing so if you like it please share it with your friends anyone who's interested in video games leave us a review follow us on instagram at ecolosseumtv and you'll see our own handles there as well yeah let's get into it the topics today uh, an esports team has done a first of its kind retail pop-up in la we'll Mm -hmm. cover that we're going to talk about uh, interesting Chinese gaming trends, specifically some stuff that we've never really seen before. And then we're going to talk about how that relates to streaming platforms. There was a recent really big sign to um, one of the streaming platforms in the ecosystem. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a very prominent chair company coming into esports. And then lastly, some League of Legends updates. The World's Championship happened um, two weekends ago. So we're going to give you guys a recap of that. And that's pretty much it. All right. We'll talk about your weekend first, the typical weekly recap. Um, I will do an abbreviated version of my past two weekends because I feel like these topics are actually going to be fun to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, not that the other ones ever aren't, but you know, it's just I'm excited to talk about these. Sure, sure. So big highlight from last weekend, not the one that just passed, but the week before, uh, I did my first DJ set. Right. You know, I've always wanted to be a multi-hyphenate, right? Yeah. Like uh, a DJ, a designer, and an entrepreneur. In a lot of ways, it's kind of like Virgil Abloh, but I was gonna say, yeah, I'd like to be the esports Virgil, right? Okay. Which is probably Dead Mouse, if we're being honest yeah, here, yeah. right? Dead Mouse makes bit. music, he games, he's not an entrepreneur though. Mm. And so I DJed my first set. Shout out to Willie, DJ Willie Nelson, um, and Arsh uh, for teaching me. But basically, you have a turntable, and they were just like, dude, it's all about music selection and rhythm, and you have really good music selection shit we've never heard before and you have rhythm so we think you'd be good at it just they like forced me to put music on a flash drive and just come and show up so i go there i'm standing all of a sudden they plug the usb in they're like okay go i'm like i don't fucking know what i'm doing they're like here you press this button to time it whatever so they like slowly teach me but it's just trial by fire and like you know at parts of the mix i was just like trying random shit out like, oh, let me see what this does, you know? And I was like putting a filter, changing a song, and it sounded fucking perfect. And I was like, oh my God. Like, it's in my fucking blood. Yeah, it's just like coming naturally, you know? <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. If you want to check it out, um, go to this Instagram page. It's called Shadowy Moses. Um, or you can look up Shadowy Moses or Shadow Moses Mix 111119. That's the date on SoundCloud. That's your DJ name? That's yeah, your stage name? That's my creative name. Your poll name? That's my creative name. So it's my DJ name, but it's also like an Instagram page I run where I post like 
you know, t-shirts I've designed, stuff that I get feel inspired by creatively. So, yeah. You don't want to mix that with your gamer tag? You want to keep those separate? I want to keep it separate because, um, you know, I partially don't, well, it goes against me just saying it on this podcast, but I didn't want really anyone to know about that page. Uh-huh. I just wanted to see, like, can that grow on its own? Can that alias grow on its own? Yeah. So I won't really talk about it that much, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's just a little social experiment. Yeah. Uh, you posted your face on the page recently. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Um but you know, I didn't tag myself in it or anything. Gotcha, gotcha. So there's there's like a major there like a couple probably half or two thirds of the followers on that page are random people that just found the page. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then this weekend no big highlights, just normal stuff yeah. that we've done. Just the usual stuff. It's pretty much it. So this most recent weekend for me I was I was sick. We had like a little party, birthday party, but I was still just mostly visible, so nothing really to talk about. The weekend before that was um, KSI Logo Paul fight. Yep. It was like the highlight of that. I was super amped. Like we were talking about it on the previous podcast too. You watched it with your dad, right? I watched it with my dad. Yeah, it was so funny. My dad, he does watch a lot of fight, fighting, like MMA and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So to see like two pussy ass YouTubers go at it, <laughs> it was just like, this is so bad. But at the same time, we, we, we all enjoyed it. KSI won. Uh, good for him. Very happy that he won, actually. But. Let me see what else. I think that was mostly that was like I, I was more amped than most people my age were, <laughs> to be honest. So like to me that was my like highlight of that weekend. Yeah. So I hope you guys checked it out. I hope you guys enjoyed the fight too. I think it was just pretty momentous in terms of the eyeball attraction and a historical internet event. Uh, besides it just being like shitty YouTubers just doing YouTube drama, I think it's pretty cool to see how far that world goes because I think. The YouTube world, as well as like the esports world, like that influencer phase clan, Logan Paul KSI world, are all, kind of all tied together. Yeah, internet fame, uh, whether it's through video games or through a boxing match, uh, you, you see a lot of the same faces. Like even the boxing fat, um, match, you see a lot of like the gamer faces, mm-hmm. like watching it. A lot of people talking about it. So it's cool to see and be a part of that that occasion. It's interesting. It's like the YouTubers and gamers all mingle together. And then the fashion models and the rappers all mingle together. Mm-hmm. But, th- like, they're all, those people are all kind of, like, internet famous. But there's yeah. clicks of internet fame. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Someone did a prank at the KSI Logan Paul. Really? He, um, he brought along a fake Ed Sheeran. A guy who looked exactly <laughs> like Ed Sheeran. And, and literally fooled everyone. So I thought, like, damn, Ed Sheeran is, like, mixing, like, because he went to the YouTuber bar area where it's, like, the YouTuber lounge. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, uh, it's cool. Ed Sheeran is just like a part of us. He's part of, you know, makes it feel validated. Turns out this guy is just a, f- a guy who looks exactly like Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Fooled everyone. Literally everyone. It was, it was really, really funny. Even went to the clubs with I had no idea about that. Yeah. It's, you, there's you a went whole to the video. clubs with them? Yeah. <laughs> so there's a YouTuber, Casper Lee, and his, his friend, um, I forgot his friend's name. Um, and they're two British YouTubers. So they're already pretty big, but they yeah. brought along this fake guy and just fooled everyone. It's funny. That's funny yeah um all right let's get into the topics and it's kind of like ties into what you did this previous weekend because uh the phase kappa is our first topic oh yeah so basically phase clan is a massive esports team and they are doing a pop-up on melrose it's right next to round two and it's gonna last until i believe mid-december oh it's still there yeah or like end of december uh they're because they're doing three uh, collaborations. Mm. The first collaboration, which was their launch collaboration, was with Kappa. Then they're going to do one with Clot, which uh, is a Chinese uh, streetwear company or a Chinese designer. I just know them because they always do collaborations with Nike, and they're pretty cool. 
um, and they fetch for a lot. So they're doing a clock lab, which is absurd. And then the third one, which is unannounced. Um, but yeah, they're doing it all at this pop-up. They have arcade cabinets, then they have PC stations and console stations, and then they have like a merchandise area. So I went on Thursday when they did their like private launch and uh, a bunch of phase members were there. It was pretty much just phase members, people that run phase and then people who are like close to phase. And then, uh, and shout out X for the invite. And then on Saturday, you could go and meet a bunch of phase clan members at this pop-up. And so my sister drove by and she told me that there was lines of kids going, like if you're facing the entrance, they went both ways. Both so ways. and it went around the building and down into the residential areas oh, wow. of Melrose. It wasn't like across Melrose because they can't do that, but they like had them line up all the way down into residential, oh, wow. which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. But then on Sunday, I saw G Fuel tweet a video of them saying like, "Yo, like come down to the pop up," and they're recording the inside of the pop up, and it looked kind of empty. But then I was, I thought maybe it's because it's closed. But then there were like some people in there like you know on sunday yeah like gaming or whatever yeah so they're just there to actually meet the phase guys that was mostly it right yeah so then i'm wondering like i mean if it's open for like three weeks or you said what till mid-december oh yeah so that's pretty long time then there is no urgency to be there unless there's a reason to be which is the phase clan guys being there yeah true like probably the people that are going to go there are just people who wanted to buy merchandise Mm -hmm. but i wonder like are people walking by and then randomly walking in Mm. I don't know. Gotcha. Probably, yeah. honestly, because that Melrose crowd is is falls into phases. Definitely. Yeah. And it's just iconic because it's their first like kind of official official yeah. place retail storefront, right? I took a picture of their billboard on Sunset. They have a billboard. I took a picture of it, thinking like everyone's posted this already. I just took a picture of it and I was sending it to someone in face and like, yo, like good looks, like this is a dope billboard. Apparently, no one had taken a picture of the billboard. Sorry, so your picture. All FaZe Clan members, FaZe Clan's official Twitter account, Instagram, they're all posting my picture. You can see the interior of my car. <laughs> so, like, if you go onto their social accounts, you can see that it's my picture. Should, I was, have, should have thrown an at in there Dude, somewhere. I had no... First of all, I had no idea. <laughs> Second no of all, way. like, you know, I kind of figured you would use a professional photographer to take the picture, but it's also cool that, like, it was a street shot. It does, yeah. Yeah. So, that was that. So, it'll be interesting to see traffic flow through there there's kids waiting like 12 hours before yeah i saw that i sent you the tweet yeah there's a video of these kids like they're camping out um they're like if it's anything like the new york thing i think the new york thing was a lot bigger uh just because that was a one-off Fortnite world cup too and it was a a one-off thing so if you miss it you miss it forever Mm -hmm. or this it's like you miss it you could buy something if you really wanted to that's true exactly like oh yeah i'll just go to the store so this is more of just like a meet and greet kind of line yeah right. it wasn't like the exclusivity of the the actual product right 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 right, right, okay. right definitely definitely yeah but also partially mm. the exclusivity of the product yeah so that's the first time that i've seen an esports team do a retail pop-up on I, it might be in la at all that might be wrong but definitely the first one to do it on melrose mm-hmm you know, like to really focus on in on a fashionable area. Melrose is a good spot for FaceCon for sure. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. You wanna talk about China? Yeah. In a way that doesn't topic. get us banned? <laughs> <laughs> we 
We've been talking about China a lot in this, but in this not, podcast. Not with scathing, scathing criticism, just yeah. displaying both sides of the story. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's it's funny that China is a topic that comes up uh, pretty often. But with this topic, it's actually really interesting what they're doing. Mm. So what they have proposed and created like official documents for, I don't know if whether it's been integrated completely into the system yet, but they want to create a gaming curfew. And okay. What, yeah. By the way, I, I love when we do our podcast sidebar because I'll come in with topics to talk to you and educate you about it. Mm. You'll come in with topics that I want to get educated on. Like we've yeah. both seen these topics, but one of us spent the time researching it. Yeah. So it's fun. Like we get to learn. Yeah. yeah. No, this one, this one's, I really think this was interesting because, and, and so it is very true. I mean, I went, yeah, it is true that, so they state, and this is from the Hype Beast article actually. First. Oh, it's a Hype Beast article. Yeah. So that minors, are, they're saying that minors on the age of 18 could get negatively influenced in the mindset with mind health and stuff like that through video games mm. so that for kids under the age of 18 they're setting a restriction of how many hours of video games they could play a day limiting it to i believe it's one and a half hours no Dude. sorry it's it's only 10 a.m or 10 p.m and 8 a.m you can't play at all and then during the weekends you can only play for three hours wait wait wait. 10 p.m meaning like at the, in the hour of 10 you can't game so starting from, from 10, 10 to 8 you can't game yeah so at, at those night hours you can't play games at all got it and you can only play for 90 minutes dude that's fucked because yeah. two hours is like the most minimum yeah. you know yeah yeah. two hours <laughs> is the minimum yeah <laughs> imagine just being like an hour 30 minutes in your like mid game scabies yeah like, uh, like i need a game 90 like 90 minutes of your gaming session you want to hit two hours police just start knocking dude. on the door just like turn the shit off what does that do for the gaming companies yeah i don't know i mean like I think 90 minutes is a fair amount still, like, daily. Yeah, but, like, the, the timing curfew, too. Like, yeah. What and, does that do? And for weekends, you're only limited to three hours, which I think is, uh, it's, it's, kind of, it's not, like, super strict, I think. But at the same time, I wouldn't have to keep wanting to watch my hours. I say that now with I know, complete but freedom, but I could see how this could be very, very frustrating. Because I'm thinking like, about when I was a kid, my parents did that to me fucking sucked but i totally get it because it grew discipline and i deserved that mm -hmm. like it deserved that punishment and that system you know yeah what what i do think will affect the publishers is this rule though that gamers between the age of 8 and 16 will only be able to spend 30 us dollars a month holy on shit. video games yeah well game while gamers 16 to 18 can spend double that amount damn yeah who would have thought like as a game publisher, is that something that you're that's top of mind to you? Like at any point, a government could fuck us over completely. Yeah, <laughs> when they're listing out their like opportunities and threats, it probably like, is. Hey, honestly, yeah. when you get that massive, yeah. like you're a Facebook at that point, you know, there is government regulation. But do you think that maybe it? I personally think that it would decrease engagement because like now you can't do it at your convenience. But do you think it could also increase engagement because they value it more mm. and they like set up time to play with their friends because like I only have three hours, you know? Gotcha. That's interesting. So you're taking because you have you think you have limited time, whereas you might not be spending like say ninety minutes for seven days over. You might not actually be playing that much prior, but now that you know you can only play that much, you're gonna take up all that time. Yeah. Huh. You might even play more, honestly. Yeah. Like maybe one day you do six hours, but then you don't play the rest of the week, as opposed to like every day you play within the time limit. Yeah. 
first off like i wonder what the punishment is if just like yeah how does it get policed? like there's, there's yeah how does it get policed Probably how do you like servers like they have using firewalls to play and then they'll shut down the game so that's every, probably the punishment is they just turn it off every house just becomes like a land center where it has like a clock in which it counts down you can stop playing what does that do for land centers dude oh yeah that's true because land centers are they big over in china i know they're huge in south korea yeah they're definitely bigger in asia they have than a they presence are in china yeah yeah wow yeah they just completely fuck over industries yeah you wake yeah. up one day and you're like my business is gone forever yeah because kids are only staying for an hour <laughs> yeah holy yeah shit, that doesn't really dude. do much for them yeah. could that happen here you think there's no way it would take too long dude there, there's literally no way that happens in america yeah you're right i would throw my shit dude, I would move. it would never happen i mean like i never wanted to move to canada but that would be the very reason i moved to canada 100 <laughs> percent. video dude. games hell yeah yeah screw your wife and kids yeah dude. yeah <laughs> i don't care <laughs> that's interesting that's very interesting to think about. I'd love to see what happens to engagement. So recently, this is our next topic, Ewok moved to Mixer. Yep. Ewok is... Is FaZe, FaZe Clan's 13-year-old, I think 14 now, deaf Fortnite female player. A lot of firsts there. One female, mm. second deaf. Deaf, yeah. For, for FaZe Clan. And in general, the gaming community. Yeah. Um, And so the move to Mixer well deserved because that means she cashed out yeah um it's crazy there's there's two things so far repeating we talk about china a lot which we just talked about and we talk about people moving platforms a lot and here's mm-hmm. just another one like if you li- listen to our previous podcast we're just talking i bet next week we'll be talking about someone else moving to a different platform probably this is crazy like we said like it's what the wild west at this point tfue tfue i don't know about tfue um i think he likes being top of twitch yeah yeah but he's gonna have to sign an exclusive. Yeah, he'll just sign an exclusive to Twitch. But I don't think he's moving. I don't Got think anyone could buy him out there. Got it. It'll be way. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, Ewok moving is is a. Uh, it's quite a strong move. I, I don't. She wasn't one of the biggest on the platform for sure. Yeah. So it was probably just uh, a payout that was equivalent to what she should deserve, and then just bought her out. And now she's streaming over there. Um, from what we've seen so far, like we mentioned, the streamers who have moved aren't pulling in like the greatest numbers as they were compared to twitch yeah but i think as the landscape starts to change and people start to understand all the different benefits of all the different platforms out there then we could start to see uh something different but like it's it's weird because when i go to like youtube and mixer and all these platforms and they even like twitch they all have the same type of monetization it's like you get some sort of benefit to subscribing to an exclusive by getting to like chat benefits it's all very much the same there's no massively innovative way of capturing money as well as engagement from fans mm-hmm. and it's not really boosting them anyway so i don't know like I, I just don't know what it really does for them to move other than just the money yeah uh, it's, it's interesting i think um so some again we've been talking about china a lot china there was an article recently about what amazon microsoft and google can learn from the streaming wars in china Okay. So basically what Twitch, Mixer, and YouTube are going to learn. Streaming wars in China? Mm-hmm. So there are two platforms in China. Um, one is called Duya. The other one's called Huya. <laughs> Duyu and Huya. What? So it's like Twitch versus YouTube. Okay. Right? Sure. Um, and basically, these guys experienced what we're experiencing right now a couple of years ago, where... 
platforms were paying top dollar and poaching streamers from each other. Okay. And what the platforms learned is one that when a streamer leaves, the community usually doesn't leave with him. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, as as we're seeing with Ninja. Yeah. Right. Uh, and two, they learned that they need to start growing their own talent. So, do you to compete? Do you to compete with Huya? They started to introduce like uh, a development system for streamers. And so then whenever one of their streamers would leave for Huya, they would just take someone that was in tier two position and put them into tier one. Uh. Right. And so then the they own their own talent. And then because they own their own talent and they learned that it's more important to the users that you have a community of talent on your platform and to really focus and market to the users that you have a community of people that they can watch. Yeah. You're basically subscribing to a TV sh- channel, to to like a cable provider. Mm-hmm. Like what cable provider has the best channels? That's essentially what, how I see it. Yeah. And so that's what we were saying is like on Mixer, if Mixer's gonna win the battle, they need more than just one streamer. Yeah. You need a community of people to watch. Yeah. And so these guys learned that pretty quickly. And then the third thing that the article talks about is capitalizing on mobile as soon as you can because if you can own that mobile streamers just uh well a combination of like mobile streamers mobile games but also making it mobile friendly Mm -hmm. so their argument is that twitch isn't is like a desktop service that's been ported to mobile it wasn't thought of from the ground up to be a mobile friendly experience uh yeah twitch really yeah i feel like primary twitch viewer is mobile, mobile but yeah, it, yeah. but the the app itself isn't really that good for mobile viewing mm-hmm. and that's the point that they're trying to make is that with the competition people are going to start to introduce better features they're actually going to try and make their their products better okay and introduce new features tipping features more and get which is what you were talking about yeah that they need to do that yeah so that's what happened in china yeah yeah there's a lot of things you can learn about esports if you go look at china Asian and markets. south korea yeah yeah that's yeah that's a good comparison and i think it's about time that that there is some more innovation on that and i think they do have plan and that's why signing it signing the talent now and starting to grow that community and then implementing everything that's into play or that should be into into play like all the different factors and new additions mm-hmm. are going to come like the moment they sign ninja i'm sure they're smart enough to have had like a two-year roadmap post signing of ninja you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. um but then they also said that top streamers will return to their old platform hmm. because they learned that the com- if, if they don't solve the if issue don't, yeah. they go back to their old platform okay um but more on china and south korea for our next topic is actually about league of legends so the world championship happened in paris i tried to stay up and watch it it was t- it started like 4 or 5 a.m on a sunday okay. and i had been out on a saturday night so i stayed up by the time the game started after the opening ceremony it was like 5 a.m and as soon as it started, someone paused the game. What does that mean? Someone oh, accidentally oh, paused so the game. So restart. So it took them 30 minutes to try and figure out who paused the game. By that point, <laughs> I had fallen asleep. That's the problem with video games. Like, you, you sometimes forget that there can be a lot of technical difficulties that you can't really bypass. Yeah. Like, in Call of Duty, the championships, there's a lot of blue screens. Like, that would happen mid-game. Like, end of the game when the team's about to lose, the losing team gets a blue screen. 
but that calls in the rule book for entire redo holy and everyone's shit. like dude we could have shit on this player like yeah. we, we could have beat them already and then that changes the momentum ruins it mm-hmm. they, they won actually the team that blue screen won the next one i think i remember this yeah it was, it was, it was like two or three years ago no no it was recent it was like united yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. People, people were pissed. It was against. I think it happened against Lamar. Actually, that's fucked. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So, the. It happened in Paris. Mm-hmm. Louis Vuitton did a skin. They had like a rap group perform. Like they recruited artists. I saw that performance. It was yeah. sick. So they recruited artists like different, a rapper, a singer, whatever and they formed they took in-game heroes and formed a rap group around them and then had the artists and musicians pretend to be those heroes mm-hmm. and they created a song and the song is fire and then they performed it live on that stage and then they had like the renders of yep the characters they so sold could, merch yeah they made money off the music streams and everything and then it's just genius there's a louis vuitton league of legends watch as well oh yeah i saw that yeah um, but yeah, so the, this, uh, they got the Chinese team blew out the European team, G2 versus Fun Plus Phoenix. Fun Plus Phoenix won. Um, they 3 0'd them. It was mm-hmm. a game at best out of five. They beat them in three games. And they were not the favorites. Only one person guessed that Fun Plus Phoenix would win in terms of like the esports analysts. Mm-hmm. Crazy. So it was, a comb- or an, uh, it was an upset? or I, I don't know if it was an upset. Because like I was listening to the commentary, and it just seemed like people were rooting for G two because it was in Europe and they wanted the European team to win. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so Fun Plus Phoenix won, and then that kind of led to people analyzing. Well, why did they think that Fun Plus Phoenix was good? And that also led to an analysis of the different league systems. So this goes back to what I said at the end of the mixer debate, which is. If you want to see how esports has been done, go look at China and South Korea. Well, in China and South Korea, so League of Legends has a league for each region. There's a North American league, there's a European league, there's a China league, there's a South Korea league, and then there's like an Oceania league, whatever. The top teams from there, those go and compete in the world championship. So in China and South Korea, Part of the reason why China won was because they, according to the people analyzing this, is because they have a development system that is in place and it works now. Development like, system as like in like academy. Academy. Yeah. And it's like putting out really good talent. Wow. And then these two leagues are profitable in South Korea and China. So that's sick because esports works. It yeah. makes money. It can be a legit fucking business so are they more profitable because of the development program no there's there's no correlation it's just like those industries have matured so you look at the u.s and you're like okay when this thing matures it can become profitable but what are the different what do they have that we don't right now besides like the mass adoption mass adoption in terms of cultural awareness okay um and then the global head of esports at riot says that he believes that they're going to be 50% 50% more uh, they're going to make 50% more revenue this year and then next year they're going to make even 50% even more revenue on top of that Yeah. and so they're on a path to profitability in what I think it was 2021 
Like yeah, two. I think it was after the two years, or it was like ten years. I don't know. Ten years sounds absurd, but yeah, it basically he was what he was saying is like we're gonna be profitable pretty soon. Yeah. So that's really cool because yeah. way back in the day we talked about like the esports bubble, right? And what is driving the valuations of these esports teams up? The main driving factor is the hope that eventually people are going to be going to enough games and it's going to be adopted amongst the cultural community in, in America that people are going to watch it so much they're going to spend more money on it, more people are going to be into it, blah, blah, blah. All that leads to more ticket sales and those that money goes back to the teams and justifies their valuations. Yep. And it seems like Riot is one of the first people that are going to eventually figure it out in the US. Wow. And it's going to cascade and then in my opinion, as time goes by, you know, like I like the Lakers because my dad was watching the Lakers when I was a kid. So when I have a kid, I'm going to be watching an esports competition. My kid is going to like that team, and hopefully that team lasts long enough. Mm-hmm. When he gets older, he's a fan of them. Yeah. So it's just going to become we're crossing the generational chasm. I can't wait to watch video games with my kid. It'd be sick, <laughs> right? It'd be freaking sick. Man. I didn't even like consider that, but I don't know, like. Sorry, just like complete off tangent. That was a really good analysis of, of the future of esports, though. Thanks. In terms of like across across these plus overseas plus what's happening over here. But would you let your kids play video games at an early age? Good question, dude. I've asked myself this a lot, and I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Like, I don't want my kid to become a professional gamer. Yeah, yeah, me neither. I depending on I what don't the want... history the future looks like. If it's like that secure of career option. Maybe, yeah but like but if even, it's as insecure unsecure as it is now then hell no in my opinion the ceiling of being a streamer or professional gamer is not like there's no ceiling if you're a businessman yeah right but again like i don't know what my kid is going to be interested in i'm not going to prevent him from doing something i'm just gonna i'm gonna try and steer him from doing stupid shit yeah you know but i'm gonna make sure that he knows I'm going to make sure I want to make sure that what he, he's very he's happy in yeah. what he's doing but also that that thing is going to be able to support him yeah you know yeah I feel that and feel allow that. him to be successful yeah and so like yeah I would let him become a streamer if it's second to him being like an entrepreneur or whatever mm-hmm. which is kind of how I view it to myself as exactly. well yeah, you know me too me too yeah yeah that makes sense what about you like but I don't want him playing games when he's a kid I don't want messing up his brain yeah that's I know I mean. how Def, definitely not like the a, effect that it could have yeah. on me you know at a young age like it messes up your eyes mm-hmm. messes up the way you see a lot of things uh, you might think too fast that's definitely a problem like just think way too in terms of games it's a massive problem for sure think too fast what do you mean it's just like when you play video games like you get way too like amped right yeah like i don't want them to be cracked out little mongrels and yeah and like true. the european kids over there do you think that maybe there's a correlation between that and like you overthinking you know ah yeah, just a random thought. Having an overthinking, I wouldn't say issue, but being an over classic overthinker, I've never attributed that to video games. Mm-hmm. I don't think so though. But let me pose you another question, or let me give you a scenario. So my cousin Ashgon, he just got the new Star Wars game, which by the way, get the new Star Wars game is freaking good, dude. Really? It's it's like a movie. It's crazy. Oh wow. Um, I didn't know they have. And one. the new Pokemon game came out. A bunch of new games came out. Yeah, I know. So. I know Pokemon came out. Yeah. So the this uh, oh and death stranding too and so he's playing the game going through the tutorial mode and like there are instances where he doesn't know what to do like he jumped 
but he missed the bridge he was trying to jump on, so he fell down. And instinctively, I'm like, I already know what he needs to do, which is like you turn left, turn around, and there's structures to get back up onto the platform you want to jump to the next bridge. Yeah. But he was like trying to kept trying to jump back to the bridge from where he was, <laughs> and I was like, dude, turn around. And I realized it's not him not knowing how. It's it's honestly him not knowing how to play video games. Yeah, yeah. But think about it like this. Roasted. You no, that? not not in the negative way. <laughs> You and I have played video games. <laughs> We've played video games for so long that yeah. it's second nature for us to think that when something doesn't work, there's a way around there it. There has to be, yeah. Right? Yeah. And we've seen it so many times where like if you miss the bridge, you know that the developer has set something up that you can come back okay. up on top of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And we know it's behind us. Yeah, yeah. You know? Or like if a door isn't working, like he was pressing a door for straight up like five minutes <laughs> and i was like just turn around he turns around and it enters like a dream sequence yeah, yeah you know yeah so it's like that thought process of if this doesn't work there's always a way around it is a good thing right? yeah because it makes you think on the toes and that's a good thing that video games do right they yeah. talk about it yeah. being like improving your cognitive abilities mm -hmm. but is it a bad thing because then you yeah. think scenarios At, there's like it there is a threshold of the age in which that becomes a benefit and a, and a downfall i think mm -hmm. i think it, uh, too young no matter what video games may help you do i think it's just it's, i think it's, there's a point in which it's just degrading i would do exactly what my parents did which is the china curfew ban <laughs> i would do the china curfew honestly yeah yeah i think so so maybe maybe china is right are we pro-china now i guess so we talk we about them way too china much. but yeah, are yeah. We, we're neutral yeah, we're neutral but yeah. at the same time it's starting to look a little ideal <laughs> no yeah, it's funny i think yeah i think i think i might agree with them when it comes to the age limits i think the age limit they set of below 18 is a little too high that's that's where china's china uh, i would do anything like if you're below the age of like for me if my kids were below i think like six to eight is mm -hmm. probably where i'd be a lot more strict on that curfew yeah i think um i was 11 in fifth grade I'd probably like let my kids play video games in third grade, mm -hmm. honestly, or like fourth grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but last, yeah. last topic I think is um, Herman Miller, a chair company, getting to esports with a partnership with Complexity Gaming. This is interesting, and the reason we put this in here is because Herman Miller is like the fucking Ferrari of they're massive chairs, and they're very expensive. Too. They're like god tier chairs. Yeah. Now they're going into esports and making god tier esports chairs. Mm -hmm interesting i wonder how they're going to improve on the racer chair i've always wondered is the racer chair the most ergonomic thing i don't know if it is because i would look to like herman miller who makes super ergonomic chairs for work and just be like let's just make that and then skin it to be for video games yeah but i don't know enough about chairs to say that i have no idea what you could do differently about a chair but obviously you ever see silicon valley yeah i actually am caught up okay yeah the chair that he sits in in his office mm -hmm. that's a herman miller chair yeah it's the one that's like netted right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah my dad has those yeah yeah that's a herman miller chair yeah yeah I th yeah i think yeah that is what gaming chairs are actually no there are a couple now gaming chairs that are kind of like that mesh material well it's not the mesh part it's the structure behind mm -hmm. you that keeps your ne back and neck up yeah so i recently like got a thing to move my monitor up mm -hmm. because i'm hunched over like looking at the bottom of my screen now i look up but it could it needs to be higher and i need to have a better chair i honestly want a standing desk that would be ideal 
I, for me, it doesn't matter which hair I'm in because I play like Nick Merckx, where I just like have my elbows on my knees. But it's so like, bad on your back. I know, but neck. I play so much better. Do you though? Yeah, I do. There's right. no way I could sit back in my chair with a controller and play. There's no way. It's not you sitting back. It's just you sitting up. Oh yeah, I can't do that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's weird. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. What if you put the monitor up higher? No, no. And then you just like you I'm just like so much more engaged when my hands are like this. You know? I know, but like you put the, the armchairs below the table yeah you slide under the table now your face is like two inches away from your screen i'll have to try that yeah try it but like i, I really just like <laughs> like leaning forward it's but when i stream my face cam literally looks like nick Merckx. that's so funny dude. yeah it's hella funny yeah you get locked in you turn your cap around like poke like ash catch yeah, yeah, pokemon yeah. it's interesting <laughs> well do you have any content recommendations to close this thing off i content. do content mandalorian disney plus and bust Disney Plus and Thrust. I do have Disney Plus actually. You if do? You, if you have Verizon Unlimited, you have it. By the way, what? I didn't know that. I I found that out and then I got it right away. Or you get a f one year free trial. Nice. Yeah, so I have that. A year trial. Yeah. What kind I, of a trial is that? Yeah. It's a year long. Yeah, it's a year hey, man, long. Hey man, try our product for one year. Yeah, and then you and then it's uh, what six dollars a month. Yeah. Okay, that's not that bad. Yeah, you know what's interesting? Like now that there's Disney Plus, like my brother's bringing this up. Like the cord cutting phenomenon of like, all right, let's oh, yeah. not do Everyone channels talks anymore. talks about this. So it's like, back. yeah, it's just back. Cause like I'm going to my Roku and Roku, you can download all these different apps and I'm scrolling through my different, cause I have a fuck ton of like actual subscriptions. I'm scrolling through it as if it's TV. Like I'm going through HBO and then closing it and going to Hulu, opening it and then closing it, going yeah. through Netflix. I'm like, dude, this is just like cable. Except well, well, that, that is cord cutting, <laughs> but when it's you get Disney Plus and Hulu and ESPN together, that's when it becomes cable. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's what they have. Yeah, you but, can do a Disney Plus package that gets you all of that. Yeah, yeah. I just feel that eventually, when everyone's gonna have a subscription platform, it's gonna be structured like a channel because I feel like everyone's gonna want that because it's all about having all the content be in one place. But now all the content is in in the future gonna be in like 20, 30 different places. Right now it's in ten different places. With like, but the good thing about that platforms. is that you don't have to pick content you don't want. Yeah, like you don't have to pay for shit you don't want. Yeah, yeah. You get cable. I mean, you buy you like, Netflix, and I don't watch you, like any of the shit. Then I don't watch... pay for Netflix. That's the yeah. thing, right? But like, you get cable. This, we're gonna make this debate real quick. You get cable. They give you two hundred channels. You don't want one hundred fifty of them. You just want the HBO and the yeah. Cinemaxes. But you pay for that package. It's that, true. That's like if you don't like Netflix, you can leave. Yeah. But what if you got Netflix, HBO, and something all together in one package and you didn't want Netflix? Now you're paying for that. And that's back to cable. Yeah. I just think it's really, it's funny how like it, it starts off simple with like just Netflix and then just Twitch. And then there's now like everything and their mother making a streaming platform. Apple TV. Yeah. They're spending so much money, I'm guessing, because all their TV shows have like Oscar or like Emmy nominated actors and actresses mm -hmm. and i was like that's a lot of money but then i realized apple has more money than disney yeah but Wait, disney's content yeah, is better they yeah they're they're valued much higher mm. dude apple has offshore accounts it's just absurd the amount of cash they have they can afford to lose this war yeah does that make sense yeah they're, they're not really in the business of like too much of the content area it almost just feels like they're like yeah. fuck it just do it it's like the flavor of the month yeah Okay, uh, we're talking about content recommendations, right? Mandalorian. Okay, it's pretty good for me. Maybe Yoda. I don't really have any. I just been. In, I, I I caught Silicon Valley as you suggested me to. Mm -hmm. Um, that's pretty good. So yeah, I was just watching that. 
and yeah i think i think that's it for me all right well then that's it for us for the hype geek podcast Yep. sorry for missing a, a the previous week um so i hope this one was a little longer to kind of fill you guys in on the past two weeks and give you some guys some more content but uh, expect us to continue to be consistent and yeah that's pretty much it from us peace peace